Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I'm Dylan Waugh. I'm Ken's sidekick. I guess I'll go with Smithers to Mr. Burns this week. Why not? It's kind of basic. But what we lack in an imaginative sidekick reference, we make up for in our very imaginative trade talk. So check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. And we have some trades to talk about. Really quick, don't think about it, just answer. Best trade deadline you can ever remember. Like, best trading period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this one? Oh, oh for goodness. Sure. For sure. Nonstop dopamine, eh? Yeah, it, it was, it's, it's like, uh, when I covered the Leafs for the Toronto Stars, I brought up a couple of times on you this did podcast. What? Yeah. There were, there were a couple, like 2003 and 2004 were pretty crazy. Yeah. 2003 was the year they got Doug Gilmore at the trade deadline, and then he lasted like three shifts and had to crawl <laughs> Was off it the that ice. many shifts? Yeah, it wasn't many. It wasn't very many. It yeah. might have been even his first shift. I can't remember. Anyways, I was in Calgary that night for the game, and. And uh, Alexander McGillney had left the team for reasons that I won't get into. Uh, and Gilmore was playing his first game. Something was going on in Calgary, too, with some trade they were making. Yeah. And, like, it was just a crazy, crazy night. Um, and then the next year, of course, they go out to get Ron Francis, Brian Leach, you mm. know, a, a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. And uh, in, a, in a bid to, uh, to, uh, to win the Stanley Cup. And they don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking last night? Tell me. I was thinking if the Leafs don't win in the first round of the playoffs, yeah. There will be players in the NHL next season who will not have been on this earth for a single <laughs> Leafs playoff round victory. Okay, so Connor Bedard will be one of them. Yeah. I mean, there are a couple of guys from this year's draft, but they were all born in like February, January. Yeah, so it's kind of splitting hairs, but now we're starting no, to... No, no, because they won in 04. They won one round. Right. So here's what a friend texted me. Yep. I don't know if you're superstitious. I'm not superstitious at all, uh, which is weird because I'm a goalie. But the last time the Leafs got out of the first round, they had a dirt bag on their blue line named McCabe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, be yeah. very excited, I guess, Leafs fans. Be excited, yeah. Uh, before we get Before we really get into it, uh, we got a ton of reviews. Oh, we did? Yeah. Holy smokes. Great hockey podcast at your rotation. If you are looking for something new, as always, love the insights from Ken. Ben Han 27. Ben in Han. the U.S. Thank you, Ben Han. I love you. I. <laughs> no, I do. got emotional. Well, no, I mean, that's so nice of him to say. Is that say. a manly tear on your cheek there? <laughs> no, I'm slicing onions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, great hockey podcast. I've always enjoyed Ken Campbell's irreverent take on ho- on the NHL. You're irreverent? <laughs> this is news to me. I'm Reverend Ken Campbell. There is a Reverend Ken Campbell. Ken Campbell's got to be a pretty common name. I, I used to get calls for that guy. Like oh, he, did you? Because in the 80s and 90s, he was a huge pro-life guy. Oh, okay. And it was the Reverend Ken Campbell. Yeah, yeah. And in fact... You Mur- could have really screwed him Murray over Townsend, getting those Murray calls. Townsend, Murray Townsend, who used to do stats for the Hockey News. Yeah. Uh Always, when he'd call the hockey news when I was working there, he'd be like, Reverend? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Reverend, uh, take on the NHL. He and Dylan are a great team. By far and away, my favorite podcast of the week. Keep up the work, guys. Keep up the work? Yeah. (laughs) 
keep up the fair work. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, thank you so much for those. Next one. That was uh, Retopals one okay, in the U.S. You're the best. Enjoying the podcast, my top choice in hockey podcasts. I enjoy your candid views on sub sub some subjects others choose to just avoid, don't clearly understand. Being a Habs fan, this is in the States as well, I also appreciate your occasional comment on the team's progress, even if they aren't currently in the upper tier of the league. Firstly, uh, B-leaguer in Georgia, I think that is. Nice. The Habs are always in the upper tier of the league. Let's just get one thing ironed out right here and now. <laughs> Yeah, okay, 24 yeah. cups. I was in Montreal. I was in Montreal last Saturday, and I'm going to divert a bit here. Yeah, because uh, we, myself, Kevin O'Graham from the Star. Yeah, uh, who replaced me after I left the Star when I worked there to cover the Leafs, um, and <laughs> Mike Zeisberger. Yeah, we all drove to Montreal last Saturday morning. Yeah, I for, wasn't invited, for, but that's fine. Yeah, because we don't like you. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't like you, and I told them... <laughs> and they don't know I told, me. <laughs> I told them what you're like. Uh, <laughs> they said, ah, that guy doesn't sound like somebody we'd like at all. No. So <laughs> any, anyways, we drove to uh, Montreal Yeah. because it was it was Jack... Um, or Sorry, Pat Hickey's. Jack Todd, I was thinking Jack. It was Pat Hickey's. He should have been there. Jack Todd should have been there. I was wondering Anyways, that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, well, Michael, Michael, Michael Farber was there. Stu Cowan was yeah, there. Yeah. We, met, we met up with Ron Roosh in the bar afterwards at Hurley's. Yeah. But... But anyways, we went there because it was it was Pat Hickey's last covering his last game as a beat writer for the Montreal Gazette. Yeah. He's been in the newspaper business for 58 years. Yeah. Um and he basically um left he retired. He's I mean he's 78. Yeah. You know, so he's had a pretty good run. Yeah. But he retired basically so that someone else at the Gazette would not lose her job. Yeah. Um and uh that's pretty damn noble as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh and uh, we we thought that was that was amazing. So we went down. Uh we had a great time at the game. Um the the, uh, the Canadians lost to the uh, Ottawa Senators, but there was Nick Suzuki put him up 2-1. Yeah. With a with a really nice goal yep. in the I don't know second period. That place and and that remember this is Ottawa and Montreal. A nothing two non playoffs. It's effectively teams. a nothing game. Yeah. Neither of them is making the playoffs. Neither yeah. of them is gonna win the is gonna win the draft lottery, probably. Right. Right? So this is basically a nothing game. And on a Saturday night, he puts them up two one in the second period. That place was louder than I've ever heard the Scotiabank Center. And I mean that. Yeah. Like it was just so nice to be in an arena where they're not constantly yelling at people. Yeah, to be loud, and you're the best fans in the league, and here's a bunch of T-shirts we're going to throw to people yeah, if you yeah. go nuts and all this stuff. Yeah, it was just so nice to be in a place where you know you're at a hockey game. The energy at the Bell Center is special. Yeah, yeah. there's there's certain places that are kind of like on my bucket list to go to that I think have similar energies. Yeah, Nashville's one of them. Nashville's great. Yeah, Nashville's yeah. one of Vegas them. Vegas actually has done it. Has done. I want to go. Vegas is on. Vegas that list has too. done. Vegas yeah. has done an outstanding job. Yeah. But anyway, so that that was that, and then and then you know, but but kudos to Pat Hickey, you know, a guy who's been in our business for for a long, long time. You know, basically got beaten down and beaten out because I, I think the tipping point for him was number one that he knew that when Post Media made their cuts that that somebody young was going to lose their job mm-hmm. uh younger <laughs> yeah and and also um i think there was one night where they played ottawa in ottawa on a saturday night and the paper would not 
pay his expenses to go there. Right. To drive two yeah. hours to the game and yeah. come back. Yeah. Like, and, and then it was just like, screw this, you yeah. know? And so now he's gonna, now he's gonna write some books and yeah. Good guy. Always enjoyed him. Have, you know, he's a great guy. We went to Hurley's after. Yeah. Drank way, way too much, way too much. It was great. Uh, favorite Pat Hickey memory before we get off the subject. Hmm. I don't know if there's there's one like he just he's a he's a master storyteller. Yeah. Like he tells a story of he weaves this story about how he's cousins with Bill Walton, you know, and I'm like, what? And how Bill Wal- Walton was backpacking through Canada and came to his house and stayed right. with him and yeah. stuff like that. But just just uh, just the fact that he was so like such an old school guy, he wouldn't yeah. fly anymore. He would yeah. drive. Like if they played in Boston, he'd drive. If they played in New York, he'd drive. Yeah. If they played in Carolina, he might drive. You know, yeah. like it was just, he's just a throwback and just a, just a great, you know, just a really, really good man. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is when he corrected Kerry Price on his grammar in a post-game interview. Nice. What did he, Price do? I don't, it just gave him a look. Sort of, sort of bemused. Like it was kind of before the media totally beat down price yeah but it was sort of like a bemused look it was kind of just like i can't believe that this guy just corrected me from who to whom that's like, awesome you that's know what awesome. i mean awesome um, i remember once i was talking to curtis joseph and i said what 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 has got you so flummoxed yeah because he was going through a period where he yeah. wasn't he wasn't great yeah and he looks at me he goes flummoxed hmm. he says that's a good word <laughs> <laughs> okay one more review Good okay. show. The guys give good insight from different perspectives and play well off each other. Go Expos via Apple Podcast Canada. And there was an edit to the person that said to fast forward through Dylan, if I may. Edit to add. That was harsh. I might have been having a bad day. Dylan is solid, went on topic. It's not a bad balance to Ken at times. Just keep it tight. And to that I say, tough but Thanks, fair. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, tough but fair is about the same thing, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've ever met my mother, which I don't think you have. I haven't. Yeah. I haven't. You live like blocks from each other. I mean, there's Oh, not, do we? Oh, well, okay. Cool. I mean, she's just down Vic Park, right? Like, oh, well, she can come over for a cup of sugar <laughs> if she needs one. <laughs> I mean, you guys have like a food basic right in between you, so, you know. Right, you know, right, okay, I mean, good. She's yeah. going for a cup of sugar. She can just stop there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Figured, yeah. You know. that would be kind of creepy anyways. So It'd be out, a little weird. Get out of here, Dylan's mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, let's talk about some trades. Okay. So we're going to just go. Whoop-dee-doo. We're going to shoot through a few of these trades, and then we're going to. We're going to spend more time focusing on big picture. But the reason why I say that I want to kind of go through a lot more than just the highlights of these trades is because of these reviews. Mm. Clearly, there are people that, probably only these three people, that actually care about what we have to say. It's amazing. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. And, and I, think, I think before we start any of this, yeah, we have to have a massive... Like a enormous Grand Canyon size caveat that five minutes after I drive out of your driveway, yeah, a huge trade is there. Could drop. be a whole yeah. bunch of crap that happens that makes yeah. some of this stuff maybe moot. Like Chikrin we're going to and we're Keller talk, gone yeah, in a, in yeah, a single deal. We're going to talk deal. about Jacob yeah. Chikrin, and yeah. and it may it may very well end up being something that you you go through because he's been dealt. Yeah, but I'm 
that's my kind of my hot take though. Is that a hot take? No, that he's that he's not going to get dealt. Oh, that's my hot. take. Okay, I was going to say you're losing take. your touch on your hot takes. No, if, that's if, my hot take. Is that he? That is that he? That Friday after Friday, he's still an Arizona Coyote. Okay, that's a hot take, everybody. That's a pretty okay? hot take. Like that's all it is. It's a hot take. It's not like that's what's going to happen. It's not like you're an idiot if he got traded. That's my hot take. Because why don't we just talk about that for now? Because we're into it. Let's do it. Yeah. So so the way I, I see it is, you know, um, Boston did their thing yeah. with Orlov. Yeah. Boston uh, was in on them. Yeah. Boston was in on them. L.A. was in on them. They couldn't wait any longer. They went out and got Gavrikov. Yeah. Um, Carolina's Car- in on them. Car- Car- yeah. Uh, did they go? Did they get anybody? No. I mean, Toronto kind of redid their defense a little bit. Yeah. With, uh, you know, with, with Shannon Gustafson yeah. and the moves they made. And McCabe. Made. And McCabe, yes. Yeah. Um, Which feels like a year ago. Yeah. It was like four days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And and so to me, like the teams that seem to be the ones honing in on them yeah. were, have all kind of said, we got we to gotta do something. We got to yeah. move on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Edm- Edmonton is the other one. Edmonton's the other one. They went out and got Ekholm. Yeah, you know, that was huge. Of, instead of instead of chasing Chickard. Yeah, yeah. So to me, like I'm reading on Twitter now that and the insiders and I and I respect them because they're following this stuff a lot more closely than I am. Um, is that uh, people are now teams are now waiting for the price to drop on Jacob Chickard? I've and said if it you're before. waiting for that, you're you're Esther Doe or whatever that guy's name is. You're waiting for Godot. Because yeah. it ain't dropping. Yeah. Why would why would Bill Armstrong, and again, caveat, this might all change in ten minutes. Uh, why would Bill Armstrong go this go this distance and hold out for this long, and then trade him for pennies on the dollar? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Particularly when you've got him still. You've got right, him for years. This is not a trade. This is not a trade that has to, from from Arizona's perspective has to be made now. You know what I mean? This yeah. it doesn't it like from other teams perspectives they would like to have them. But this is not a trade that has to be made from Arizona's side right now. They've got they've already got a ton of picks. Yeah. They're already going to have a great pick, maybe the first pick. Yeah. Uh, although Chicago, I got to think two big lo- two huge wins, losses in 2 days plus they've traded half their team, so I, yeah. I like Chicago's chances, but you've still got them for two more years after this year at 4.6. Yeah. Like there is no, there is zero in my opinion, other than the fact that they've sat him out for the last week and a half, which <laughs> yeah, will, yeah. which will be awkward. Yeah. Um, there's no sense of urgency on Jacob. Bill- how is Florida? Welcome back. <laughs> Actually, it's Arizona, so he doesn't yeah. need to go to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no sense of urgency on, yeah. on, on their part to trade him. And, they're actually playing okay without him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like they're actually doing okay without him. So I could definitely see a scenario. Yeah. Where Jacob Chikrin is still an Arizona Coyote on on Friday at three o'clock. I've said it before. I said it in a roundabout way, and I'll just say it one more time. I don't think that there's a price too high for Jacob Chikrin. Right. I just don't I Well, especially when you see what people are giving up for guys now. Right. But what I'm saying you know? is that like we've seen teams pay a first. To get rid of $4 million right. of cap space. Right, right. So if you say that he's 
let's say, comparative to a lot of defensemen, $4 million underpaid, Yep. then that's one first right there before you've even started talking about the player. Right. That's, that's all I have to say on it. I just, with teams, especially like LA, that are entering their window, and Carolina, who are in their window and plan on running this, this, this team back several times, especially with teams like that, I just don't, look, Tampa, different story. Way different story. Yeah. Even yeah. Boston, a different story because yeah. Boston, they might not have Krejci or Bergeron next year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so maybe you don't really care about what that cost certainty is for those next few years. Right. But for a team that's in their window with a young core, I just there's just not a price high enough that I can think of that, you know what I'm saying? Right. right. Anyways, whatever. Well, and, and look at look at what Edmonton did and what they gave up. Yeah. Right? They, they, act, they gave up, a guy that, and Tyson Berry, that has been part of a, like, historically good power play. Yeah. Like, the last couple of years, the Edmonton Oilers have had probably a top five power play in NHL history. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. So they gave him up. They gave up Reed Schaefer in a, in a really good prospect. Yeah. And, and a first round pick. And a fourth. And a fourth to get Ekholm. And they added, they added caps, you know, they, they took on more caps uh cap space unless i think i i'm not sure if does uh, the trades are all going so crazy right now yeah like so they retain salary through this through the um i think through the through the the life of the deal i think yeah um so yeah so maybe there's maybe there's actually not that much uh, that's that's being the predators retain 250k which is 4% of the Oh that's it 4%. Yeah. Okay, so they're taking on they're taking on 6 million, right? Yeah. And what was Barry 5.75 million. Where... Yeah, Barry no, was no, at 4.5. No, no, he was at 6.25. Oh, so okay, pardon me. So they're, they're taking, taking on 6, six yeah. and Barry was at 4 something. 4.5. 4.5. So they've taken on a, a buck and a half. Yeah. In in uh in sal in 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 salary cap yeah commitments yeah they gave up a first rounder they gave up a, a roster player and they gave up a top prospect yeah so for J- for Matthias Ekholm so Jacob Chikrin who comes in at a buck and a half cheaper yeah over the next two years less term on his contract yeah you know probably a a more impactful player maybe not for the Edmonton Oilers I think the Edmonton Oilers got what they needed to get. Ekholm's a good a good player for them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they what have what have I been saying every every time we talk about the Edmonton Oilers? What do I say about them? They need somebody rugged. Well, I and I also say they don't have an NHL caliber defense core. Yeah. They oh don't. yeah, yeah. They of don't. Course. I think DeHarnay has really helped them. Yeah. I think he's helped them a lot. Yeah. And and this this gives them that guy. Right. You know. Yeah. And, but it'll be interesting, you know. Are you robbing Peter to pay Paul? I mean, we will. I mean, obviously Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and all those guys that they have on the power play, yeah, are great players. But we're going to find out what Tyson Berry meant to that power play. I, uh, I don't think as much. You don't think so, eh? No, I mean, here, here's the thing. I said it last week. I talked about McDavid's drop off at five versus five scoring compared to on yep. the power play scoring, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the thing that I think about is because five versus five uh, faceoffs take place wherever. Yeah. Right on the power play, mostly in the eight out of ten faceoffs zone. are yep. taking place in the offensive zone. 
Therefore, the defense isn't lugging that puck up. Mm-hmm. The, the, it, it's basically yeah. just like it's like get McDavid into the offensive zone in some sort of a moderately controlled way, and he will do the rest. And the defense has not even been able to do that much for him. Yeah, that's okay. that's how I'd put it. Well, it'll like I said, and you may you may one hundred percent be right, but but the fact of the matter is, is we are going to find out. Yeah, what he meant to that power play. If yeah. they if they if they're clicking along at you know, 28%, uh, uh, you know, through the playoffs and, and through the rest of the season in the playoffs and they don't miss a beat then. Yeah. Yeah. And, but if not, then you're like, Hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I don't think you can discount how popular Tyson Berry was with his teammates. I think he and, yeah. I think he and McDavid were particularly close. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that robots felt emotion. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see him after he scored 50 goals? Yeah, it's just a number. Yeah, whatever. And that wasn't even before they lost. Like it was during the game. And yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, it's just a number. Yeah, it's just a number. I yeah, I'm happy. I but guess. some of these guys are like they're so boring hockey player that it's actually fun and funny. Like Tavares is another guy like that. But they're like that. But they're not like that in real life. Yeah, they're not like that in real life. They're not. No, eh? No, I bet you McDavid is like a pretty, pretty like awesome dude to be around yeah when he's not that doesn't have a microphone in his face yeah yeah or he's not being bombarded by a couple at an airport yeah. best picture <laughs> best picture yeah. ever yeah um so let's let's uh let, let's move on a little bit i think okay we're that trade is like they need a minute muncher Yep. They need a guy who can get the puck moving in the right direction. They need a guy who can kill penalties. They need a guy who can clear the front of the net. They need a guy who can, like, he's Matthias a, at home. There's, there's guys who are, you know, they talk about 200-foot yeah. forwards. Yeah. This guy's a 200-foot defenseman. Absolutely. Right? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. I, like, I've, I'm, and I'm taking credit for that phrase. Like, I've been trying to push that phrase for the last <laughs> couple of years. Hasn't caught on yet. You're trying to radio yourself? Hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> but I'm telling you, yeah. it's going to catch on like wildfire. Yeah. And they're all going to go, oh, yeah. Who came up with that term? Kenny Campbell. This guy. Kenny C. This guy. Yeah. What has two thumbs and came up with 200-foot defensemen? There you go. And they're opposable. Uh Uh-oh. Are they? (laughs) Mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are. (laughs) Yeah, because sometimes I don't get texts back. Oh, yeah. So I was assuming that they might not be. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, there you go. Well, Bringing it all around. That should tell you something. <laughs> oh right, you don't like me. We we already established that. Well, no, I that. like yeah. you. It's just sometimes when As you call, friend. it's like I'm like I'm like, oh, what is he going to keep me on the phone for half an hour with this time? <laughs> I keep you on the phone. And, like and when when I when you minutes. call me, when yeah. you call me, it's like it's like it'll be like hello, and then you'll be like, you don't even like say, hey, how's it going? You just go like. Oh my God! The Habs are blah 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 blah. Okay, but I or do that I because coaching, I know you don't want to be on the phone co- for half an hour. I was coaching today and the blah 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 or whatever. Like it's like it's like oh okay. Let me ask you something. What of the anecdotes that I? Firstly, I do that because I know that you don't want to be on the phone for half an hour, <laughs> so I don't waste your time with pleasantries. Right. Secondly, <laughs> most people I do. Secondly, uh, what would you say that my batting average is in terms of my anecdotes being amusing or not amusing? Oh, it's I, pretty good. Why, it's I don't pretty th- high. I I don't think it's as good as you think. Uh, I think it's better than I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then I really don't think it's as good as you think. <laughs> All right, listen. Boston Bruins get Dmitry Orlov. Yep. A few little pieces and going. 
And he scores two goals last night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Garnet. Which they got him for his goal scoring prowess, and, and as we Garnet, all know. And Garnet Hathaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Who's like a, an arse. Yeah. Like who's an arse yeah. that you just would hate to play against. Yeah. Well, remember last week I was saying how the Bruins aren't the biggest prick team anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're making moves. Well, Tampa's, Tampa's right there, too. Tampa. Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, third, <clears throat> second. Tenth. Twelfth. <laughs> yeah. Hut. To be honest, to be honest, and like I said about Boston and thinking that they weren't necessarily a great fit for Chikrin, uh, all futures, nothing off the roster. Yep. That's that's what you want for if if you've got your number one and number two centers on one year deals and there's no guarantees next year. Right. Yeah. And even if they resign, there's no guarantees because they're old. Well, there's too many teams right now that are going for broke. Yeah, like they got to realize. Don't that, say that. There, there is no. I love it. Yeah. Okay. No, it's great. Yeah. But they got to realize that only one team's going to be left standing. Like well, that's why they're know? doing it. Yeah. 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 I love I mean, it. I mean, I, I, yeah. To me, what Boston's doing is is incredible. Yeah. I just, I just, I just keep going back to 1971, 7071. Yeah. They, a little before my time. Well, they won the cup in 70 and 72. Yeah. The the best team they had might have been the 71 team. Right. The one that lost the, to the one that the lost, Ken Dryden. That lost to Ken Canadians. Dryden yeah. seven games in the first round. Yeah. I wonder if that happens. Well, it wouldn't another, be the Montreal. To another, but... to another Canadian team. No. Wait no, a they, second. No, that's Toronto's, Tampa. That's Toronto's Tampa. set for Tampa. Yeah, that's Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it'd be, it would be what? The... We don't Island, know because the Islanders wild card race or, is, is super yeah. open right now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that last week. Um, let's move on from Dmitry Orlov. Uh, don't need to talk about Shane Bowers for Keith Kincaid. That guy's not playing anymore, like just being honest. Uh, yeah, stop it. Like, don't even – like, what are you doing? Okay. Like, why are you even mentioning stuff like that? Do you, do you, do you, are you familiar with the term trolling? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. Because yeah, yeah. I know you don't want to. Shane Bowers was a hell of a prospect at one time. Yeah. Wasn't he a first-round pick? I don't remember. Well. Okay, right now, Boston's set to meet Pittsburgh. If there were only a portal we could go to. Right now, Boston's set to meet Pittsburgh. Okay. In the first round. I like Boston's chances a lot, a lot, a lot. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, he was drafted first over first first round 2017. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Wow. Nino Niederreiter for a second round pick. Great for Ed, for Winnipeg. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just gives them the depth that they need. Yep, absolutely. Evgeny Dada. Although they... <laughs> wow, they are sucking the hinder right oh, now. Oh, they're really... Uh, they are sucking the hind boob right now. They... Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what? What? Come on. Yeah, it's not ideal for them. Yep. Uh... Where was I? Uh, Evgeny Dadnov for Denis Guryanov. Okay, you have stuff you want to say about this. No, I just think it's hilarious. I do I too. Think it's, I do too. I, I, you tell does, me. Well, what does Dadnov give you that that Guryanov doesn't? Nothing. Like I, 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 yeah, that one I don't get. That that one. How Kent Hughes sold that is I don't know masterful. Yeah. To be honest, yeah, it's like, hey, can we give you somebody that has? At this exact moment, the exact same skill and talent as the person that you have, but yours is younger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now don't go saying yes right away because let me add something. The trade is one for one. 
<laughs> is there much more to say on that? Well, there is. And there Dallas is, takes but, on salary. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Jim Nill's a, an amazing general manager. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, he's... What he's, are you going to say? There's something, you know, he knows something. That Don't worry, because Montreal no has never about. made a reclamation project work in the last two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you discount Sean Monaghan, Kirby Doc, and every other reclamation project. To a lesser extent, uh, Alexander Radulov. That's not in the last two years. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barbashev? Mike Coffin. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait a second. But he wasn't supposed to be a reclamation project. He was the other way around. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, he was supposed to be like, hey, look, okay. we're getting somebody to score in the oh, power okay, play. Okay, so now he's a reclamation yeah. project. <laughs> yeah. We have, Montreal has both uh, fixed and created reclamation projects yeah. is what they've done. Sometimes I forget that Christian Dvorak plays for Montreal. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just totally in forget. In fairness, though, he's because been injured I'll a see, lot. Because I'll see a, a game where he scores, and it's like, oh, yeah, he plays for them. That's right. Yeah, I remember when he was the second coming of Mark Messier. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ivan now Barbashev. He's not, now he's not even the second coming of Radic Dvorak. <laughs> he's not even the second coming of the composer Dvorak. Okay. Wow. You went very into the deep dives there. Like I didn't think maybe that you were Dvorak, age- the composer, might... might Give him a run for his money as a hockey player. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think that they. I don't think <laughs> that just, he had the chance. This is getting stupid. This now. is yeah. Well, uh, and for once, it's not me. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. going to be another edit to that review. That's going to be like, you know what, Ken? Yeah, you can stay on track a little shut yourself. Your, here. Shut your pile. Shut your pile. <laughs> uh, Ivan Barbashev for Zach Dean. Uh very good trade for St. Louis, in my opinion. Zach yeah, Dean, Zach Dean's a really good prospect. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of those ones where both teams get what they want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Barbashev's a good player. He really I'm is. I'm actually surprised really that, that really St. Louis is. traded him. He really is a good player. He's, yeah. He's an excellent player. Yeah. yeah. One would say an NHLer. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it took him a while, but... Like, yeah. Like, could you see him being like a Nachushkin? Yeah. Actually, I, could I, could, see, I could. I could. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. Yeah. That possibility. Yeah. I could. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, Colorado Avalanche, Andreas Englund for Jack Johnson. Shut up! No, no, this one's actually this. Like, this stop no, it. this one needs to be said. Like Chicago Blackhawks, Jack Johnson. Okay, let's forget about them trading Patrick Kane and Jake McCabe. And I'm not Lafferty there yet. And, I'm not there. I'm going yeah, chronologically. Yeah, I know, but we're going through every trade. It's just painful. no. I'm not going through every trade. Anyways, okay. Anyways, the Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Thing. It's Colorado secret weapon. I know, but here's he played like 18 minutes in his first game. Yeah, back in Colorado. Yeah, like I guess the whole thing for Jack Johnson was just have him play for Colorado. I wonder because that's the team he plays well for. No, but I've wondered. I wondered, and the reason why I brought this up is because I had I had something that I wanted to say on it, which was oh, okay. I wondered if like there was like a backroom deal with Chicago, which was like, look, sign Jack Johnson. We'll take him off your hands at the trade deadline. Maybe. Just be, we couldn't do it, so yeah, yeah. Then we, then yeah, that's yeah. how we do. It. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I think it's I think it's hilarious. I think it's a funny trade, and I think it's worth saying. Okay. okay, we're going reverse chronological, so we're at the Timo Meyer trade. Hey everybody, the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, and hockey, too. 
Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Timo Meyer was traded for some stuff. One would say a lot of stuff. Okay, It was like so, a mystery box. So I'm going to use this as, as a departure point for something that's a bigger picture thing and that's the arms race in the eastern conference you're going to use something as a departure point yes okay that's what i do like i i extrapolate okay (laughs) extrapolate you know what i mean i i I think outside the box Mm, no 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 i have not known you to do that okay no. Uh, anyways, Classic old anyways. hockey man loves fighting and, and Sh- knuckle-dragging defensemen. Shut up. <laughs> I'm old, yes. Um, however, like is Tebow Meyer not the best, the best player of all the players we're going to talk about today? Of the ones we're going to talk about today, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So they got I don't the, know if he's the best player that got traded, though. I, well, uh, I think he might be. Horvat might be there. Yeah. 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 Anyways. Uh, but yes. Yeah. So you get the best player. Yeah. You know, you don't give up. I, I was, I quite honestly, I was um, underwhelmed by Mike Greer's performance in that trade. Underwhelmed is the word I, I I'd think, use as well. I think, I think, um, I think Mikey got schooled on this one. In my I, opinion. In I my would opinion. agree. Yeah. I yeah. would agree. Yeah. Like to me, to me. New Jersey wanted this guy forever, right? Like yeah. they coveted him. Yeah. And it was like, we want him, we want him, we want him. Tom Fitzgerald said basically after that was our guy, we wanted. So to me, under those circumstances, yeah. Uh, if I'm Mike Greer and, and Tom Fitzgerald phones me, I'm like, do not call me again. Don't call me again until you are ready to talk about one of Simon Nemich, Luke Hughes, or Alexander Holtz. Yeah. It can be any one of those guys, and it's probably going to be Alexander Holtz. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you are prepared to uh, to make one of those guys part of this deal, uh, we've got nothing to talk about. I agree. Yeah. I so, agree. Yeah. Timo Meyer currently has 31 goals. Mm-hmm. And according to Money Puck, his expected goals are 30.1. Meaning that... So he's got 0.9 more goals than he was expected to get. Wow! No, no. Analytics. Hear, hear me out on this. Wow, one. analytics is cool. It's he's got point. He's almost got one more goal than everybody expected. So that makes him a great player. Yay, analytics. <laughs> a very important aspect of analytics is yeah. dealing with the disparity. Right. Okay. The fact that he's well within the realm of reasonableness. Yeah. Having 31 goals and 30.1 expected goals means yeah. that he scored as many goals as he was expect, expected to. Meaning that it's not just luck, it's not just shooting percentage, yeah. it's not just any of those things. He's doing on the ice what is translating to the actual goals. As opposed to sometimes when you hu- see a huge disparity, it concerns me. You went from screaming about analytics to sleeping about analytics very, Sorry. very quickly. Sorry. <laughs> Look, that's not for nothing. 
I would agree with you. Mike Mike Greer really really I think didn't he, do I well. think uh, rookie GM got got hosed. I really do. And I and it's I I'm sad about that. Yeah. Um I think, you know, some of the prospects they got, Mac Madulin's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember who else to be honest with you. But but I mean, they're good. They're good. They're going to be good. I but don't to, but s- to me, you've got to get one of those top prospects. Yeah. O- Otiak, Oktiak is, yeah. is the other guy. Like good players, decent players, but to me, you're trading Timo Meyer. This is your Matt Duchesne trade. This is your, you know, whatever, Eric Carlson trade. This is yeah. your, you got to get back, you know? Like, this is your Ryan O'Reilly trade. Yeah. You know, you got to get Tage Thompson. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to get a guy that is going to come in with the next couple, in the next couple of years and be like a, a, a significant impact player. And I'm just not sure that they, they got that. So that's that's what my one thought was, which is that Tage Thompson, I don't think, was extremely highly regarded. Depending he was, on who you talk to, I I was yeah. I was on the ice after the 2019 Stanley Cup mm-hmm. after after St. Louis won. Yeah, and I was with Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, and Doug Armstrong saw his tag. You guys weren't tweeting together, were you? Because that could have just exploded Twitter no, right then and there. No, no. He saw his. Uh, he saw Mike's Mike's media badge. Yeah. Saw that he was from the Buffalo News, and he made a point to say, you know, this, this trade doesn't look good now, but it's it's gonna it's gonna work out. Yeah. It's gonna work out yeah. for Buffalo. Yeah. You know, and lucky that they did get the Thompson one because uh, Sabatka was left, and the other one of the other guys didn't. You know. So, anyways. But well, they, you know the joke up. with the Suzuki Patretti trade was that uh, was was that Bergevin wanted Cody Glass, right? Mm, yeah, and and almost tanked the whole deal because he couldn't get Cody Glass and didn't it, want Nick in Suzuki. Ad- in addition to Suzuki, no, or? he instead of Suzuki, the prospect yeah. he wanted was Cody Glass. But uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> Turned out a okay if you ask me. It sure did. So I guess I guess my point is is that uh, you know. I want to just throw in some benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. Maybe Mike Greer's got an inside track on one of these prospects that we don't know, but from the outside. Ins- of course he does. He does. Uh, well, he absolutely okay. does. He knows way more about these guys than we'll ever know about them. That's fair. But but I just I just think Doesn't I don't, look like I, don't much. I don't know, you know, to me this is this is your Max Pacioretty trade. You got to Yeah. You got to hit a home run. You got to hit. Yeah. You got to you, you've got to hit a home run at least on potential. And how you can do it without one of Nemets, Hughes, or or Holtz, I just I don't see it. Tampa Bay Lightning get Tanner Janot for Cal Foot, a third, a fourth, a fifth, fifth a, a second, and, and a fourth, first, and a sixth, and a ninth, and a yeah, yeah, okay. I like it. Did we talk about this over the phone? I don't. I think uh, we I did. can't remember. Yeah. But this, but you like it for I like it for both teams. Yeah. Um. I don't think Tanner Janot is as good as he was last year, and I don't think he's as bad as he is this year. Yeah, I'd say that that's um, right. I, I think that what the Tampa Bay Lightning did was they went out and found Barkley Goodrow again. So Tampa has, this year, a sixth and seventh, two seventh-round draft picks. Yeah. Next year, a third, a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah. Anyways. Um, My buddy Al Murray, who's the... Director of player personnel and the head scout and all that for Tampa. 
Yeah. Like he's just going to be like, he'll be sitting in a game. I'm sure on a Friday night in a junior rink somewhere far away from his house and going, what am I doing what hell, here? What the hell am I even doing here? Yeah. This game sucks. I haven't seen my family in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've been on the road. Uh, what am I even doing here? We don't have any picks. So I keep <laughs> on hearing overpay, overpay, overpay for Tanner Janelle. And, and that's exactly what they did. It they is an overpay. overpay. Yeah, it is but, an overpay. But did you did you see what Julian Brisebois said about it? Yeah. And he was bang on. Yeah. He was like, none of those picks is going to help us now. Yeah. None of those guys is going to yeah. help us now. And see, to me, this is these aren't just trade deadline trades, right? Yeah. You know, like you make the Brandon Hagel and Nick Paul deals last year. Yeah. I'm not going to say irrespective because that's not even a word. Without... You know, like, like it's, it's even if you're not going for it, that's a good trade. Right. Because you're giving up things you have no idea are go- what they're going to give you for what you know is going to give you for a, for a while. Right. At a good price. Yeah. Tanner Janot makes no money. Yeah. Tanner Janot makes no money. Yeah. And, and they're, they control his rights for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, so you're giving up a bunch of guys that you have no idea how good they're going to be. There's, you know, I mean, there's value on draft picks, but there's not value on draft picks. Like the value really goes down. I say once you get out of the top 10. I'd agree. Once you're out of the top 10. You're throwing darts. It's yeah. yeah. You're, sometimes you're throwing darts in the top 10. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so to me, like you're getting a known quantity, a guy, a guy who like, let's not forget. Last year, Tanner Janot led all rookies in goals mm-hmm. and penalty minutes. Right. You know. That's a Tampa Bay type player. That, yeah. That, yeah. that is, you know, that yeah. is a ready-made Tampa Bay John Cooper, Cooper Trooper right there. Cooper Trooper. No, that's what he calls the guys that he really likes, Cooper's Troopers. That's really funny. Yeah, th- this guy's a... That's Koop- a Mario reference. Eh? This guy... Oh, is it? Yeah, the Koopa Troopers were one of the uh, the turtle guys that flew around. Oh, okay. And Mario. Yeah, I have, no, I have no idea. But that's that guy's a Cooper Trooper. Yeah. Tanner Genoa is a Cooper Trooper. Yeah. He will be... He will be Blake Coleman. He will be Barkley Goodrow. He will be, you know, all these guys that they've gotten in the past that are just... Yeah. Arses to yeah. play against. Yeah. And, yeah. So two things... About about the the co- the concept of it being an overpay. One, have we not grown to trust Julian Breezeboy yet? Yeah, like trust like trust trust the trust GM JB. Yeah, because like yeah. because like I've seen the cards floating around from different stats websites and different stats people on Twitter. I love those cards when they suggest that he's not very and, good. And there's like there's like like all kinds of numbers on them and like stuff that like colors. Yeah, and and stuff like they do have numbers and colors, and numbers and colors, and they they look like an X ray of somebody who's got something that's not, yeah, really very good news. Yeah, yeah, I love those. My point is, is that <laughs> my point is, is that those yeah, cards analytics. float around. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, do we not trust Julian Breezeball yet in terms of the way that they uh, evaluate players? Yep. Secondly, to that. I think that Tampa has, has created a very interesting situation, which is that they've found the market inefficiency, which is uh, instead of blow your brains out on free agent day, blow your brains out at trade deadline day, and, and it's always this type of player that they go after. 
on right. trade deadline day. Right. It's always this type of player. And so what they've realized is that this type of player is available every single trade deadline. And we can get them. Yep. We'll have to pay for them, but we yep. can get them every yep. single trade deadline. And, because every single trade deadline they've gotten this player. And, and, and I joked about Al, Al Murray and how he's going to be sitting in an arena going, what am I doing here? Yeah. But that's, that's why they're able to make these trades. Of course. You know, and he's not going to be – Because just, Al Murray's at a AAA uh, game right uh, now was, saying, yeah. oh, you might be in the seventh yeah, round. Yeah. I, was just, I was just joking about, about yeah, him, him, him wondering why he's out there. Like, they got Nick Perbix in the sixth round. Yeah. Yeah. The kids come in and he's got 18 points. Yeah, yeah. As yeah. a defenseman. Yeah. Played on the U.S. Olympic team last year. Yeah. You know, they just keep finding those guys in the later rounds. And so when you have a guy that can find those kinds of guys, okay, sure. Well, you know, that for that reason, a first round pick doesn't have the same currency with them because they might find a guy in the fifth who's just as good as two thirds of the guys who's went in the first. Yeah. Like Braden Point. You redo that draft. Braden Point's one of the top guys. You, if you, uh, if you look at the odds of making the NHL, yeah, from the first to the second round, it drops off consist uh, considerably. Right. The second to the third to the fourth to fifth to sixth seventh, not much. Well, I I used to always um, when the Detroit Red Wings were humming. Yeah. I used to always when I was at the draft, it'd be like. You'd be in the last round, whether that was the ninth or the eleventh or the seventh, yeah. depending on what era. Yeah, and I'd always be like, when Detroit's pick came up, I'd always be like, okay, who's the guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame in fifteen years? Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Uh, Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty for two nothing prospects, a first and a second. Yeah, who are the prospects again? Joey Anderson. Joey Anderson and Pavel Gogolev. That's not nice. By saying nothing prospects? Yeah, like, let's be a little more. These kids have worked all their life to play in the NHL. Let's be a okay. little more. Yeah. Okay. Let's 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 be a little reverent? more. Reverent? No, sensitive. I'll be reverent. Sensitive. You can be irreverent. Okay, like, man, what a couple of stiffs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, they're better hockey players than me. I'm yeah, not, you know. Yeah. I'm not um, trying okay, to say let's, that. Okay, let's, let's, let's do the Leafs now. Jeez, but. you made me feel really bad there. Well, you should. Okay, I probably should. I mean, a guy who can't even make the Federal League is talking about other guys being lousy prospects? Oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty. No, let's, so let's, let's talk about the Leafs. Let's okay. do the Leafs as a whole. Let's do okay? the Leafs as a whole. So They've made a few moves. Yeah, they made a few moves. They, they've basically... Um, they did a home reno without tearing the house down. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like they basically they basically remade their entire support. Means no cast. building building uh, permit permit. Right, exactly. Yeah. They basically I'll take your word for it because you do that stuff. Yeah, sometimes I don't even know what you do anymore. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but they basically remade. I talked to you. Yeah, well, yeah. They've basically remade their 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 supporting cast. Yeah. Like it's a completely they've redesigned their supporting cast. Yeah. At at basically every position but goal. And if they go out and get Jonathan Quick, I'm going to smash my head against a wall. Right. I am going to. You, I I look forward to it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um but he never played in the Sioux. You no, know, that's true. That's so. true. But Rasmus Sandin did. And he got dealt away. That's true. So, you yeah. know. Um but anyways, but but anyway, they they've basically redone their whole their whole supporting cast, right? Yeah. 
from Ryan O'Reilly down. Yeah. You know? Which is great. So Noel Achari, Sam Lafferty both go into your bottom six. All we we kept talking about was walk it back, walk it back last year. And I was a big proponent of don't walk it back. Yeah. So they're not walking it back. Yeah. You know, there's a different vibe around this team. I think think they're going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to play against. Oh, there's no two ways about that. I I think they're going to be really... They got Eric Gustafson for crying out loud. If one guy says difficult to play against... In practice... Yeah. That was a joke. I know. Ken. Montreal gave him up for a seventh round or got him for a seventh round pick like what, two years ago? Uh, three years ago, maybe. Yeah. He, he came on board right before yeah. the Stanley Cup run. Yeah. Yeah. Played two minutes a night. And I'm like not even exaggerating. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, that might be generous. Mm. Um, they will be more difficult to play against. They'll be, but that, they'll that be grittier. So, they're more yeah. battle hardened. They're better in the face off circle. All those things. And I like I like what they've done. I like that that Kyle Dubas is like all in. Yeah. And he's going for it and everything. But it's still He has to be. He's on an expiring contract. Well, he is. And he yeah. and he may very well, whether or not they win in the first round, he may may very well have saved his job. Yeah. You know, I mean, if they go out four straight and they lose every game by four goals, then yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but even if they like, even if they get even more mad respect from Tampa, it's hard to <laughs> argue with what they've done this right. off season. Right. Yeah. And the, and sorry, this season, uh, trade deadline. Season. Yeah. I meant to say. Uh, um, but what it comes down to, it's what it's still is going to come down to is the same thing that has come down to every year. What's their goaltending going to be like? Yeah. And are the stars going to show up? Yeah. Like, you can go out and get all the Noel Acharis and, and Luke Shens and and Ryan O'Reilly's and all those guys you want. You can do that. Yeah. But it comes down to Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, uh, um, Morgan Riley, William Nylander, yeah. and John Tavares. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. How those guys perform. Yeah. Right? I mean, you, you, you're not you're not wrong, but I mean, guys like that perform always perform better when they've when they're being supported. Exactly. I mean, it's exactly. not a hot take to say, exactly. it, but it, you know. it, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. So if you can, if you I can mean, rely, if, if you on, can, if you can keep John Tavares from having to take a bunch of draws, yeah, you know, and you throw Ryan O'Reilly in there, yeah, or you put Ryan O'Reilly with like two like incredibly smart players, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they go. With O'Reilly as their third center, or they, you know, they stick yeah. them up with the other guys. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, no, they're they're a they're a better team than they were like a month ago. Big picture, they lose Sandine, they get Jake McCabe. Yeah. They get Eric Gustafson. Yeah. They get uh, Ryan Sa- O'Reilly, Noel Chari, Sam Lafferty, Sam Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Chari. Luke Shen is kind of a, the. Oh yeah, they got the Luke guy, Shen the guy for that, the guy that's going to be their insurance guy you know i thought well i thought that gustafson was the insurance guy but might be yeah yeah. uh you know big picture here on this team they're a lot meaner yep and you take none of the talent off of their roster yeah zero yeah because sandine was not like sandine and and i heard that you know that the leafs weren't terribly thrilled with what he did you know in regards to which? In regards to his contract. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think, if you're going to trade him for that reason, that's stupid. 
That's yeah, well, stupid. I mean, he all he did, he didn't have a contract, and yeah. he he st- he withheld his services until he got one. Yeah, that's standard operating procedure in the so NHL. So you're going to trade him, and you're not yeah. going to trade William Nylander. Yeah, for that? right. Exactly. If you're yeah. going to if you're going to trade him for that reason, and I don't think they did. Yeah. I think they traded him because that sounds. You know, explicit. Timothy Liljegren had, had way past him in the depth chart. Yeah, a bunch of guys had been better than him. He hadn't been that great. He kind of regressed, and he wasn't very happy there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, is there much more to say on the Leafs? I mean, I, I just, I think that bring it on. I think it's bring gonna be, on round one. It's going to be really, really good. Yeah, it's going to just be really, really good. Uh, this is sort of a nothing trade, but then why are we talking about it? Well, the Oilers get rid of Pulyarvi. They finally move on from Pulyarvi. That's not a nothing trade. That's such a Carolina trade. Yeah, like that's such a Carolina trade. Yeah. Yeah, we can afford it with cap space. Yeah, That's yeah. what it comes down well, to. Well, now now we're going to find out. Now we're going to find out if every if all these Edmonton fans on Twitter were wrong and Jesse Pugliarvi was getting hosed in terms of ice time and um and role. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'll probably find out. Although I don't know where he plays. Yeah. Like he's not in their top 6. He's not no, in Carolina's not top a chance. 6. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I think he's going to do well. Yeah, I think he's going to do well. His advanced numbers have always been good, and Mm. it normally just takes a matter of time. That That seals it. Then, like, why don't why don't we just like put him in the Hall of Fame now? Because his advanced numbers have always shown that someday maybe he'll be a good player. Moving on. So let's put him in the Hall of. Let's just put him in right now. Moving on. We actually have to move. We have to go back to the lease for just one second. Why? Just because it's the center of the universe. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention the Gus- in the Gustafson-Sandine trade, there was a first-round pick going back to the, the the Toronto Maple Leafs. Do you think that means they're not done? Do you think that that's them loading up for another big swing? They, well, they I, I think they are done, but... but it could. I'm just could, asking, yeah. yeah. No, no, right. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a, it's a relevant question yeah. but I, I but you know now we're sitting here going are they done and then like i said i'll drive out of your driveway and yeah all right well we already talked about matthias at home uh that pick was boston's pick right and they still have that one right yeah yeah they do so that'll be the you know if boston wins the stanley cup that's the 32nd overall pick yeah you know um oh my god like talk about scouts with nothing to do <laughs> like maybe they like don't they have to hang on to that pick don't they have to? Well, Toronto like, Maple I mean, have a first, a have, fifth, and a sixth. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, guys, don't even bother showing up for day one and just come for, like, um, you know, come show up at 1230. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. On day two. Uh, quickly, Nyquist, Minnesota Wild, get him for a fifth-round pick from Columbus Blue Jackets. Huh? Gustav yeah. Nyquist. Yeah, yeah. Gustav Nyquist. Did you say Kristoff Nyquist? I said Gustav. Gustav, yeah. Yeah, you know, because okay. I said it properly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's about a coin flip as to which one of us will pronounce the name right and which one will pronounce the name wrong yeah. on that particular day. But we do do our best. And so, usually it flips on Dylan's head. I can't believe some of the guys use names, you butcher. <laughs> Look, I grew up with Coach's Corner, okay? What can I say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I Like, Minnesota has been so... Low key frisky in this trade deadline, like taking on cap space, yeah. like take like being the yeah. middleman for cap space, yeah, yeah, and getting picks and then getting Gustav Nyquist for nothing. And you're like, how are you doing this with like a 
hundred billion dollars of dead cap from your buyouts. Yeah, that that yeah yeah. But doesn't that doesn't that really kick in next year? It's this year and next yeah, year. Next year and yeah. next year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Bill Guerin know. seems to. Well, well, Bill Guerin, I talked to him last year. Heck of a juggler is I, all I'm saying. I talked to him last year and he said, I want to be making big deals at the trade deadline. I want to be that guy. Yeah, there's tw- they got 12.7 million in caps in. Yep. 12.7 million this year, yep. 14 next, 14 the next. And then it goes down to 1.6. Right, right. So they get out, go out and get Marcus Johansson. Yeah. Uh, really good, useful playoff guy. Yeah. Who, you know, has been there and done it. Yeah. Um, and they got they got somebody else, didn't they? Uh, yeah, Nyquist. Yeah, Nyquist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't really know which direction Minnesota seems to be wanting to take here. Right? Because when you're taking on cap... In order to get picks, that normally means that you're taking a step back. But yeah. then they also seem to have high playoff aspirations. They do, and they and they've actually been playing a lot better lately. They have. They've been playing yeah. a lot better. They're a bit of a strange team. You just don't know what to ex- ever never know what to expect from them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, shall we to the New York Rangers? Who? <laughs> the most. Uh, the most profitable team in the NHL. You said, shall we to the New York Rangers? Yeah. I thought you were talking about some guy. <laughs> oh, no. like, who's the shall we guy? <laughs> shall we to the New York? I was trying to transition I was, to I was the New trying York to Rangers? add a little yeah, bit yeah. of class into this. Pray silence. We shan't. We shan't. <laughs> really? Yeah, or did you just sh- want to say shan't? I wanted to say shan't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, dude, Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. Yep. What the hell, guys? Yep. You guys were already so deep on the on your wings. On the wings, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were so deep on the wings like it was like trying to swim in Lake Superior. Yeah, that's not without the risk though. I mean, they got again I was underwhelmed with the return that Chicago got for Patrick Kane? Yeah. I wasn't. Oh, okay. You, you you know why I wasn't though? Mhm. Because they were dealing with exactly one team yeah. bidding against themselves. True, true. And it was either get something for Patrick Kane from that team or yeah. get absolutely nothing from yeah. anybody ever. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt like uh, like Chicago did pretty well given those circumstances. I was uh, – they, they – uh, the Rangers did a really good job of like um, computer generating Patrick Kane into a Rangers uniform. <laughs> and it looked really good and it doesn't look – like I kind of thought – Seeing him in another team's uniform was going to look just so, yeah, so like not right. Like watching Marty Brodeur play it, for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, it looks okay. It looks okay. Do you hear? By the way, there's a story. Daniel Alfredson in the Detroit Red Wings sweater. Oh, that one was weird too. That was weird. When Marty Brodeur played his first game for the St. Louis Blues, he said that his groin was tight, mm-hmm. and asked the trainer what he could do, and the trainer put icy hot on his groin, and he got off because it was burning. And almost didn't play the third period because his groin was on fire. Wow. Anyways, just released from a trainer. I Ooh. think I think that there have been some other guys in the NHL that have had to miss time for on fire groins. Yeah. Not not because of Icy Hawk. Yeah, though. no, I, I get what you're saying here. Yeah. Yeah. Syphilis is really where we're going with this one. Yeah. Maybe not that far. <laughs> um no, but honestly, the, the New York Rangers uh like 
Tarasenko made a lot of really good sense to me in the sense that he was what the Rangers are. He's tough to play against. He's talented. He's gritty. He's, you know, he's what you want out of a winger. And then Patrick Kane is just one of those, like, if you can have Patrick Kane, you take Patrick Kane, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with the resume. It's hard to argue with the fact that he would be the guy that, you know, they go to game seven. Yeah, he'd be uh, Patrick Kane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Zibanejad having another great year. Kreider mm-hmm. having mm-hmm. another great year. Mm-hmm. Panarin having a pretty, actually, yeah, pretty good year. 67 points in, in 60 games. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I The only reason why I, I kind of hedged is because it's Panarin. And you know that it could be a little bit better. Yeah. But it's it's still a good year. I mean, like, you know what I mean? I, uh, yeah, I... Trocek uh, having a good year. Hedl having a good year. Kako even having a decent year. Yeah. Like, you know, geez. This is going to be a fun series, too. This is this one's going to be uh, a must-watch. I agree with you. Yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I like the New York Rangers and, uh, and, and what's his name? Um, uh... Uh, Shesterkin, again, has been better, kind of coming into his own. Yep. Um, a little bit up and down. Like, it's kind of like he's either going to make a 90-save shutout or, you know, get, get 20 pulled. goals on 10 shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I always That's go back impossible. to the... That's impossible. What? I always go to the Grateful Deadline. It's a nine-mile skid on a 10-mile ride. You know, mm. <laughs> like... You never, you, but that being said, I mean those bad games happen few and far between. I mean, of course, every goalie has a bad game, right, and, right. and the the thing that I always say about goaltending is you only lose a game once, right? So let in those ten goals. Yeah, just don't do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you let in four, yeah. might as well let in another six. Yeah, exactly. But just don't do it tomorrow. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. tomorrow yeah. you're back to being who you you ought to be, and you know, I mean, uh, that's been Vasilevsky's strength. Mm-hmm. Never has two bad games in a row. That's mm-hmm. kind of the the mm-hmm. narrative around him. And mm-hmm. you know, boy, I wonder if Colorado's just sitting there going, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, go ahead, beat your brains out, go ahead." Yeah, I've been wondering this about the Western Conference uh, as well, because I, I, I mean, firstly, we we know that Colorado is not uh, what Colorado. Uh, was last year. They are. They're starting to become that again. Without Kale McCarr and without Gabriel Landeskog, what do they want? Six in a row? Yeah. yeah. Against the depleted Western Western Conference teams. Yeah, the, yeah, the ones that they're going to have to play to get through to the Stanley Cup final, you mean? Right, but what, I'm, sa- what I'm saying is that I, I almost wonder if there's like a, an understanding in the West that other than Colorado and Vegas and even with them sl- to, a, to an extent... Is there like was there anything that any of those teams could have done at the trade deadline to make themselves Stanley Cup contenders? Well, I mean, would you not argue that Edmonton did it? Uh, yeah. Like, does one player does that one acquisition? That's a big acquisition. Does it? Does it? Does it move the needle that much? So I'm I mentioned uh, I mentioned to a friend that I thought that Joel Edmondson was the best, um, more defensive defenseman left available on the market and because he's got a pretty good ability to move the puck yeah. as a defensive defenseman. Uh, I didn't. And so I, I, I said, I was like, I think that Edmonton would be crazy not to go for him, but just, I didn't just realize for the, that just for the, um, 
Edmonton, Edmonton and Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just for that. But I didn't realize that, like... If Phoenix Copley should be playing for the Arizona Coyotes as well. Yeah. Yeah. When I... When I heard that Ekholm might be available, I didn't. I didn't put much stock in it. I thought that it was just a scurrilous rumor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I didn't know how deep the cuts were going to go in Nashville, and uh, and let me tell you, I mean, like, if you, if that's the typecast that you want, and you're Edmonton, you want a two hundred foot defenseman, yeah, you take it. But Who's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Edmonton's got a, a true chance at the cup. What do you think? It's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. So, I, anyways, that, that's why I just wonder if if the reason why the Western Conference not if Conference they start is... Jack Campbell in the playoffs, they don't. <laughs> no, I'm I'm serious. Like like yeah. Like just you know, and I said it last week. Just abandon this notion. Right. Like forget it. Forget it. He's not. You got Stuart Skinner, and he's okay. Right. Yeah. So play the okay guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might as well. Yeah. Uh, like I said. Off-season changes. Jack Campbell, at this stage in, in the game, uh, the changes that need to be made to his game in order to accommodate Edmonton's style of defense, those aren't little tweaks. Yeah. Those are off-season changes. Yeah. We saw him uh, succeed in Toronto because he was able to make tweaks to his game that led to whatever. Talking myself around in circles here. And he was probably playing, like truth be told, he was probably playing in front of a much better defensive team. Oh, I was 100%. What? Probably wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. Yeah. Uh, so before we get out of here, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, Money Puck, for chance of winning the Cup, has Carolina at 17.1%. Edmonton, second at 14.1%. Second? Second. Who are these guys? It's moneypuck.com. What's that? Uh, pretty well-known stats website. Kind of a betting okay. aid okay. sort of thing, right? Um, Toronto at 10.4%. Third. Boston at 10% fourth, Calgary at 6.2%, then Winnipeg six, Dallas five. Where's Tampa? Where's Colorado? Tampa's down at 4.3%. Colorado's down at 2.6%. Where's Boston? I already said Boston. Boston's oh, fourth at 10%. See, that's, in, it's, that's interesting that you say that, right? I'm not saying no, that. No, no, no. That's interesting. Yeah. But, but like no team has... Even a bet, no team in the NHL has a better than one in five chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah. When you think of it that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Like, and I talked to John Cooper about this before they got smoked in the first round by Columbus. Yeah, do you the, year, the year the they were so good, and he said, he said, well, you know, like, what would you do if you could take either us or the field? Yeah, who are you going to take? You're going to take the field every time, every time, every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, so they had, just, who did they have first the top team? Uh, Carolina. Huh. Huh. Wonder what they don't like about Boston. I don't know. I don't know. It's all proprietary, so they're doing a mix of different things. Okay. To to make their proprietary, uh, you know, win percentage, right? All right. Either way, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't agree with it. I, I I've got time for Carolina, Toronto, Boston, Edmonton's <laughs> way too high. Yeah, for me. Yeah, way too high. Yep. Calgary, Calgary, Tampa's Winnipeg, and Dallas low. are way Tampa too and, high. Tampa and Carolina and Columbus or Tampa and Colorado, Colorado are way, way too, too low. low. Yeah. Like Tampa has a one in twenty five chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Wow. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? <sighs> 
Well, I don't know. How long have we gone today? Just over an hour, hour and five minutes. That's a nice sweet spot for us. I'd say so. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's really not much left to... Yeah, you know, after you've talked for an hour about, you know, every different trade that's happened in the history of the NHL. Well, I think we should probably throw out our Stanley Cup our Stanley Cup pick now. Ooh. I think that that is Really? Yeah, I think I think you know, you've got to do it. We've got to do it. Okay, do you want to do one pick and one dark horse? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Go for it. Um, my pick is Boston. Your pick is Boston. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just done overthinking stuff. <laughs> When did you start overthinking stuff? <laughs> no, but like, 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 let's not overthink this. Yeah. You know? Okay. I mean, they're the best. They're the, they've been from the beginning of the year till now, the best team in the league. They got better. Yeah. At the trade deadline. They, they, they shed salary. Like, it's just, it just seems like it would be falling into place big time. Dark horse. What do you, how do you define a dark horse? Like, is Toronto a dark horse? Toronto's a dark horse. Okay. You taking Toronto? Yeah, I guess that'll be my dark horse. Oh, boy. There's so many teams that I like on this list. Like, Vegas, no, Vegas, no, that wouldn't be my dark horse, you know. Like, is Tampa a dark horse? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's the lightest of dark horses. Okay. It's a very light gray horse (laughs) is what it is. Like... I, I don't like Boston to win the cup. I've said it before. I say it again. Okay. There's just something that's missing with that team. What? Name it. Name what they're missing. Okay. Linus Allmark scored a goal in one game and oh, then stopped 53,000. We need to talk about that. We need to scored, talk about scored that. Scored a goal in one game. Linus Allmark then for the next, Vesna. Then the next game scored, stopped 54 shots. Linus Allmark like, for what Vesna. Are they? What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'm that's there. my pick now. I'm there. Yeah. I know, but I wasn't there. Okay. And I'm there now after okay. the goal. But what's your... After the goal? After the goal. Did you see him stop 54 or 57 shots last night? Yeah, I've seen him have lots of great okay. performances tonight. What, what are they? I also saw Connor Hellebuck stop 50 no, I'm not, shots No, you're not getting night. out of this. What are they missing? What are they missing? They're missing my love and admiration oh, okay. is what they're missing, okay? <laughs> and as we all know, no team wins the Stanley Cup without my personal seal of approval. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, I, I, what are they missing? I, I would like to still see them maybe be able it's not to that be they're more missing something. dynamic offensively. It's not that they're missing something. Yeah. It's that I it's a grind to win sixteen games in the playoffs. Yeah, and Pat Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand they don't know anything about a grind. Charlie oh yeah, yeah. Like, no, Patrice Bergeron Patrice Bergeron it almost killed him yeah. when he was ten years younger. Mm-hmm. Twelve years younger. Pardon me. They went Excuse to the, they my went math. To the, they went to the final, th- th- well, it'll be now four years ago. Right. But but anyways, you hear what I'm saying. Yeah. Th- this is, I'm, I'm not saying that they don't know anything about a grind. I'm just saying that when your core is that old, it is a huge grind. We saw San Jose do something similar where they, when they went to the, the Stanley Cup final and, uh, and it had that la- last dance vibe for Joe Thornton mm-hmm. and Patrick mm-hmm. Marlowe. And I think Dan Boyle was on that team. And there's a lot of great players that were there. Obviously, um, whatever. I don't need to list off all the San Jose players. Yep. But my point is, is that they were an excellent team that went to the final, and and it just seemed as though it, it broke them getting there. Oh. Anyways. Okay. 
and also Boston, it just it just feels like they're shooting their wad in the regular season. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? There's just something about Boston that I just I'm just not quite there with them. Well, I, I mean, you know, like I said, I was the one that brought up 71, right? Yeah. But in the first That's round, true. in the first round, I I just like can Pittsburgh come on. I don't Islanders, think that Pittsburgh beats them in the Islanders, first round. Pittsburgh, you know, whoever it is, Florida, it's probably not gonna be them. I don't think that Pittsburgh beats them in the first round, but I think that Toronto and Tampa maybe, could both beat maybe them. Maybe Toronto, yeah, maybe Toronto. I think that Toronto and Tampa both have a very good chance of beating them. Okay. Okay, so look. I like Toronto. I like Tampa. I like Carolina. I like the New York Rangers. No, you're supposed to be I like one. I like the Dallas Stars. I like the Colorado Avalanche. I like the Vegas Golden Knights. There is so much to choose from. Uh I gotta pick one. Yeah, that's the way this works. Okay. My dark horse is the New York Rangers. Okay. My dark horse is the New York Rangers. My pick is the Boy, I wasn't prepared for this. My pick, your winner of the 2023 Stanley Cup will be none other than my most reviled Tampa Bay Lightning. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> boy. It's tough to bet against those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But my dark horse is, uh, you know what? And if Carolina had Patch Ruddy, they, they might have been my pick. Right. You know? And jeez, he looked good when he got back. Really, really sad that he got re injured. Oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah, he looked really good. All right, should we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we can probably um, we can probably put a bow on this one. Hit the old dusty trail. Check out KenCampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Hat. At Ken underscore Campbell twenty seven, and of course at underscore Dylan Wah. Don't forget to leave a review. We love them, and we will talk to you next week.